This is Eretz Pod, the podcast of Yeshivat Eretz Hatzvi. We offer timeless Torah insights and timely reflections on the Parsha. Support for Eretz Pod comes from listeners like you. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so. If I had to pick the hardest, or by, by, by I mean the hardest, the strangest, weirdest, Parsha in the Torah. So my guess is that I would probably pick Parsha Balak. I don't have to pick it. I mean, it's not, it's not something that I had to pick. I don't have to pick it. But if you think about the, the Torah as a whole and the incidents that are found in the Torah, it's, I, from my perspective, it's kind of hard to, to see a, a story which is more difficult to understand, the, not even the story itself, but why the Torah tells it to us. Uh, than uh, Parshat Balak. And our Aliyah is, to paraphrase Churchill, is a, an enigma wrapped up in a riddle that the, you know, you, within the context of the story of, uh, of, of Balak, of Bilam, of the Brachot and the Klalot and all that goes on for the, uh, the greater part of the Parshat, you have the even more curious incident of Bilam and his Aton. Bilam and his and his ass. In terms of what's going on there, in terms of the discussion, what is the Torah trying to tell us by bringing this in? And I'm not going to give an answer. I'm going to make an observation. There are many answers, and for other, perhaps at other opportunities, I have, uh, I have some insight into it. But I want to make an observation. An observation that one of my teachers, Rabbi David Nativ, who um, made uh, many years ago and uh, sort of is, uh, continues to re- resonate with me. How long does it take for the parsha to transpire? Give me a, like a, like a, just a rough guess. How much time does this t- takes place? T- the, the incident of uh, um, what? A few months, few, at the minimum, a minimum of a few weeks. Now, the Torah doesn't tell us exactly how long it takes. But just doing, doing the math, how long does it take for messengers to go to Bilam, to return back to Balak, come back to Bilam, then go back, Bilam going, and then having the, the incident that I just re- referenced with the, with the Atom, and then going, building different Mizbechot, different altars at different points, saying the Brachot, it takes a minimum, a minimum of three, four weeks. And while that's happening, what is B'nai Yisrael aware of? Right, the recorder doesn't pick that up, but a big fat zero. Zilch. Moshe Rabbeinu isn't told of anything. In other words, the fate of B'nai Yisrael may be hanging in the balance. Is there going to be a bracha? Is there going to be a klala? Is God going to accept Bilam's prayers, not accept Bilam's prayers? Balak, Bilam are standing on the heights, seeing Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael is totally, totally oblivious to everything that's going on. The threat that's there, from their perspective, doesn't exist. But it's a very real threat. 
And what happens, the Torah tells us, the details aren't so important, but the idea, because here you can cut and paste the story of Parshat Balak throughout Jewish history, throughout our lives, and ask, well, how much of what we think we're really in control of? How much are we really, really the masters of our own destiny? How much is taking place? How much took place this morning? Uh, when uh, just a, a small incident, which is a, a very difficult incident, of a, uh, a co-worker of my wife yesterday. So my wife had a conversation with her on the phone in the morning to take care of something with regard to what had to be done in the wor- at work. And then she gets a call a few minutes later that, or WhatsApp, I don't remember, but basically that she's not going to be coming in. Her son was just hit by a car in a, in a crosswalk. And, you know, thank God, it looks as though he's going to be okay. But for, it was, you know, it wasn't he was walking at a crosswalk. Someone, you know, presumably just wasn't paying attention to what was going on and, and hit a child in a crosswalk. And we're all walking in the crosswalk of life. Things are happening all around us that we don't have control over and we don't know what's going to be happening. And here the Torah is saying, on the one hand, that's, that, that's life. You know, we say it in the, uh, in the Seder. We say it, Shabachol, Dor Vador, Omdim Aleinu Lechalotenu, Vehakadosh Baruch Hu Matzileinu Miyadam. There's things that are going on in a greater Jewish, in the greater Jewish history, and we ultimately are relying on the Siyata Dishet Shemayah. But there's another aspect that's very important because while it's true, there are so many things which are totally out of our control that we're never even going to be aware. The Torah tells us about the story of Bil'am. But the Torah could have just as easily left it out and we wouldn't have known even that much about what had occurred. Because in our lives, usually that's what does happen. Things that occur that impact on us directly Really, we don't ever, ever know what those things were. But there is something at the end of the parsha, which is equally important. The end of the parsha, where the Torah tells us what happens after this incident, which Chazal understood and based on Psukim in uh, Tanakh, which I won't get into right now, that it was at the advice of Bilam that it happened. But nevertheless, Vayesh of Yisrael Bashitim, they were serving the Shitim the whole time. They were there. Vayachel Ha'amlis noted Panot Moaf. And the people began to have the, uh, the, the terrible uh, orgy, we'll say, with the daughters of Moaf. There are things that are, in, are under our control. Ultimately, Hashem protected us from the machinations of Bil'am. What Hashem didn't protect us from are when we are responsible for our actions. And that you really should be thinking about on many different levels. Ultimately, things occur that are out of our control. But also, there are many things that are under our control. And the 
you know, it's a question of, on the level of, if you're the driver, right, to make sure that the people in the crosswalk are protected. That's something that's your responsibility. And I just read an article uh, yesterday, New York Times, where the, they pointed out that Japan, I'm not, I realize there's something under my chin, so I might be saying, you know, you might be thinking, that, but just in Japan has, of all of the, um, um, all of the developed countries in the world, first world countries, so by far Japan has the lowest uh, incidence and death rate attached to COVID. Tried to figure out why. And the basic response, there are different factors, but the major factor that is being, that's understood is because from a, without any laws whatsoever, without any laws whatsoever, the Japanese populace take it upon themselves, and even to this, to this moment right now, if you take a look at the pictures in Japan, everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks. So as a result, the death rate in Japan is less than a twelfth of the death rate in most of the uh, Western world. Right? All because people took the responsibility, right? because we, we all understand it, we all know that if we wear, if everyone were to ma- wear masks, so then the uh, transmission rate would be so much lower. But none of us really, right, even, I said I have it under my mask, right? ah, but you know, part of it is because I have a, you know, an elderly uh, person living in my home, so I'm thinking being a little more careful not to, uh, to, 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 to get COVID. Would I, if I didn't have that person in my home, would I wear the mask as, carefully as I do, I'm more protecting myself rather than protecting others. I'm not trying to say I'm a tzaddik here. But everyone, if everyone were to be doing it, so then that's a question of the, the, the end of the parsha. Things are out of our control, the Torah is telling us. And things ultimately we do have to rely on the ribono shalalam. We do not know what is lurking around the corner. But at the same time, there's a great deal which is in our hands. And a great deal for ourselves, but even more importantly, for the people around us. And all we have to do, all we have to do is be perhaps a little more aware, a little more aware of the things that are lurking around the bed. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening. You can dedicate and sponsor an episode by visiting our website at eretzpod.org. That's E-R-E-T-Z-P-O-D dot org. Leave us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. It will help others to find us. We really appreciate your support, and thank you for learning with us.